0: What's up, everybody? I'm Dylan Goetz, sports editor at Central Michigan Life. This week on Maroon and Bold, Mitch Vosberg and I will discuss Central Michigan women's basketball team's chances at topping Oregon in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Welcome back to another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm Dylan Goetz, sports editor at Central Michigan Life, here to talk CMU sports with uh, sports reporter uh, Mitch Vosberg. Mitch, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing just fine. How about yourself?
0: I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I I heard you're having a little couple of problems up there.
1: Oh, I always have problems up there. It's just this one hurts a little more.
0: Okay, maybe a concussion. We'll, we'll we'll save that story for next we'll week. Maybe we'll for next week. Or, okay, we'll save that one for next you, week. Or you
1: know, maybe maybe check out my other podcast, Fan the Game Face, coming back soon. So
0: yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have that was just your little teaser right there. Big old tease. Mitch might have got a concussion, so keep an eye out. For Your boy Mitch, uh, anyway, this week we're heavily going to talk about uh women's basketball. I mean, what a run they've been on. Sweet 16. When was the last time you ever thought a CMU basketball team would go to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament? Mitch? To
1: be totally honest with you, I, I didn't think I'd see it in my time here.
0: Oh, uh, I never. Oh, you want one
1: second, one little one, one, Max School getting in, two got in,
0: yeah, two in the Sweet 16, exactly. And it's just that was just unbelievable. Um. Uh, Obviously, we can go ahead and talk a little bit about it. CMU, they're 30 and 4 now. They play Pac-12 champion. They just like Ohio State, they won their conference cha- like regular season championship and then the tournament championship. Um, Oregon is 32 and 4. All right. So just as many losses as CMU. They just got two more wins. Anyway, CMU's ranked 15th in the RPI, Oregon's ranked seventh in the RPI. Oregon also finished in number six in the AP poll, so cool, cool. they're they're gonna have they're they're gonna be somebody to uh, somebody you reckon with for Sugovar and the, and the rest of the team. What do you think, Mitch?
1: The one problem I could see having is with CMU. The fact you have traveled travel so far, Oregon doesn't. I could see jet lag maybe a small issue. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, what time is the game on Saturday? Is been well the in? game.
0: On it'll be on ESPN at 6 p.m. Eastern time, so but it'll, be three, it'll be 3 o'clock in the afternoon when they're playing there.
1: So it may not feel too weird, being because it's kind of close to normal 7 o'clock start like I normally have yeah. in the past, but it just kind of depends, you know, how big out whack their schedule's going to be, their sleeping, their eating patterns, everything, how that's going to thrown out with mm-hmm. a three-hour time change.
0: Yeah, that, that was fun. I, that reminds me, always talking to Coach Brelli. Brelli always stresses how, like, the, the routine and stuff like that. I wonder exactly. if Sue and you know those girls. I wonder if they I wonder if we managed to them too much. I know they left. I know they left this morning. Okay, so, so Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Yeah. yeah. Now that when we're taping this, so they're gonna be there a few days, and you know they're gonna have some practices. That's gonna
1: help. That, that's gonna help get a couple days on your belt.
0: Yep. Get a couple of days. I know they're having a press conference today. So check check for more coverage on cm-life.com. Uh, we'll probably have something up you now after that. Anyway, what a. I, I was watching ESPN last night, and everybody's calling CMU a Cinderella, but Buffalo's in it too. Buffalo's a number eleven seed from the bulls? MAC. How about those bulls? CMU beat Buffalo in the MAC tournament championship. Buffalo was the only team to beat CMU during the regular season. That was their only conference loss was to Buffalo. So I mean, they were the second best team in the conference. Uh, talk about talk about what, what Sue did after uh, after after they got that win yeah, to move Buffalo,
1: on. Yeah, uh, Buffalo, Sue gave uh, Buffalo's coach a call. I can't remember her name off the top of my Is Coach Jack? Yeah. It's Coach Jack. Okay, wasn't quite sure. Now they were talking on the phone after the game, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, congratulations, who do you got, every stuff, proud of you, all that stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if they really call a rivalry between us and Buffalo as mm-hmm. well as in their schools, but. You know, for teams, for coaches that are that competitive and probably care so much about their program, like little Sue does. I would assume Jack does too. Oh yeah. Just that much respect for the two, kind of the little, little bond they have. That's something, yeah. something. I in feel. The, uh, something I kind of feel it's missing in sports right now.
0: Yeah i i th- I thought that was really a feel good moment. I mean, you could see. There was a video of Sue calling Buffalo's coach after the game. She didn't even think she was going to pick up. I remember her saying this in the press conference. She said, uh you know, like that's one of her best best friends. She said, you know, and that's just yeah. you don't really see that. You know, you, 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 you went up against this team, who's the only team to beat you guys in the in the literally conference championship in the MAC tournament. Um, and the two coaches are close, are best friends. They yeah. call each other after they win in the yeah. NCAA tournament. That was really that was really impressive. That shows a lot about uh, Sue and who she is yeah. too. It definitely
1: adds extra layer. <laughs> The kind of history going on with the Mid American Conference hashtag Mansion, but
0: yeah, hashtag like, it.
1: Then also, I gotta say, Super and the team—you actually do a pretty above-average job with a Cupid Shuffle. I'm not gonna. Oh lie. my gosh! There's a yeah. video circling around. I saw him like, you know what?
0: Yeah, that, not bad <laughs> moves. Not gonna lie. not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. That's the next thing we're gonna move on and talk about after the game. You know, they're while well, they're dancing in the NCAA tournament. So there's there's a video in the locker room of. Pretty much the whole team. Supervar is in there too, yelling to the right, to the right, just dancing, just getting it on. I mean, we, we there was a funny quote after the game. She goes, "I don't even know what the cha cha is," and that wasn't even the, <laughs> that wasn't even the dancer doing it. Right? But she was just you know feeling it, having a good time.
1: Now I remember you were there actually. Mm-hmm. What was the atmosphere like in that arena?
0: Oh my goodness! That, well, here's the thing. They played in St. John Arena, whereas it's not the normal arena where the women's basketball, the Ohio State women's basketball team, normally plays in. Um, they normally play in the newer one, but the St. John Arena is a kind of like their volleyball. It's like their backup arena. It's older. It's not, you know, it's not the big new one. But I think <laughs> even though CMU still won, I think Ohio State definitely had that advantage that they were in the <laughs> that they were in kind of like the B stadium. Because that thing it was so tight and compact. It had the old wooden seats, yeah. you know. It it looked it looked old fashioned. But there was well over three thousand Ohio State fans there, maybe 200, 250 CMU fans. But man, that was a, yeah. it was a loudest stadium I've ever been in by far.
1: Yeah. Now unfortunately I wasn't able to watch the game. I was filming another side project doing here at Central Michigan Life. Uh, where do you feel like the turning point of the game? Kind of, it was a kind of second
0: quarter, or oh, oh, yeah, it was definitely the second quarter. So here's here's kind of how it went down. The first quarter they were down. I, I'm not sure on the on the actual score. I think it was something like yeah. So they Ohio State outscored CMU 15 to 9 in that first quarter, and things were kind of looking gloomy. I mean, yeah. CMU only scored nine points in a full quarter. That doesn't happen very often. No. Normally their defense is uh, is the one doing that uh to the other team. So they come out in the second quarter and this shoot the lights out. I mean, it was unbelievable. 25 to 6 outscored Ohio State, 25 to 6 in that second quarter. By then, I mean, you just couldn't stop them. I remember uh, in the third quarter, they were just shooting the lights out in the second quarter. Halftime goes, uh, they move on to the third quarter. CMU goes 7 of 8 from the three point line in the third quarter. I mean, how do you even come back when. When a team's that hot from three.
1: It's simple. There's one answer to that question you just ask. You don't. You (laughs) don't. It's like, like I can mention last week too, you know, like shooting can carry a team as far as it can go.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was just unbelievable, especially just to watch those. (laughs) They were having a lot of fun out there in that second half when you kind of knew they were winning. At one point they are up, you know, like 20, 23, 24. It was unbelievable. It was good to watch. Uh, Share a little anecdote for you. In the in the post game, well, we all we all saw Tenara Moore. She hit two threes back to back threes, and uh, she doesn't do that. She's she's the uh, she's the one making making everything happen in the paint. Normally using the post moves to get her points, but hit two straight threes. So after the game, we ask uh, some of the reporters are asking her if she's ever done that before. ever hit two threes in a game before. <laughs> so they everybody on the table. It was a whole starting five. That came out of the press conference after, and of course Sue, but somebody asked if she's ever hit back-to-back threes, and she says no, and they all just laugh at her. <laughs> she said that was the first time in her, you know, she's a senior too, first time in her career that she's ever made two straight threes in a game and, you know, hasn't missed one of them. Uh, she thought that was kind of funny, though, but <laughs> she said, uh, you know, she was open she had to take them, so. It's
1: not very often you see your quote-unquote five player, you know, you're... Yeah. supposed to be post presence taking back at the shots. I mean, mm-hmm. who else? Well, Big Man's like really done that before. Besides maybe, you know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't that bad, maybe Derek Nowitzki, but <laughs> yeah, but they're yeah, not exactly. they're not five So they're Yeah,
0: it, it's not it's not very common and I think that was really good to see because, you know, you never see that ever and you're always like, you know, watching pregame, watching post-game, you know, whenever they're working out, you know, they all take threes just for fun. That that's just the state of basketball right now. That's a Steph Curry era, but yeah. uh Anyway, it, it it was good to see that it was, it it was good for her to you know get out there and get a couple three pointers. I thought that was fun. They they were definitely having a good time. Another uh, <laughs> another kind of funny memory was, Cassie Breen. Uh, she talked about how they didn't get an opportunity to uh, pour water on Sue after the MAC championship, so they did it. They got her. They did it it's, at Ohio State, yep. <laughs> yeah. I saw the
1: clip at that, I'm like, ooh.
0: Yeah, they got her pretty good, too. She had to change and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, we thought that was pretty funny. Um, anyway, to move on, talk a little bit about Oregon. Um, like I said earlier, they're ranked seventh in the RPI, 32 wins. And I think they have four more wins in the top 50 of the RPI. Mm-hmm. So that game... Just for just for all the all the fans out there, if you want to watch that game is on Saturday, I believe it's the twenty twenty fourth, right?
1: Yep, it'll be a week after Saint Patrick's Day, yep. so it'll be
0: twenty fourth. March twenty fourth, Saturday at six p.m. in Spokane, Washington. Uh, it's at Spokane Arena. I mean, hey, flights are only like a grand, so pick them up whenever. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be on ESPN too. So, not not ESPN two, oh, ESPN,
1: e- ESPN also.
0: ESPN also. There we go. <laughs> it's gonna be on gonna be on the uh the primetime channel at six PM. Oh
1: now remember that's ESPN, not ESPN two, not ESPN U, ESPN Classic or ESPN <laughs> the Elcho. It's flat out ESPN.
0: Yep. This time they're not getting shoved to uh number two or number three or the Ocho, or exactly, <laughs> yeah. What what was what was one I saw the ESPN News or something they got now. Oh yeah, they've had that for a while. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that is. Good old Espen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, anyway. Anyway, um, so let's talk a little bit more about them. That game, exactly. The Final Four is in Columbus, and they played Ohio State in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State, by far, they had you know the advantage, uh, fan wise. Mm-hmm. And they kinda missed out. They had a good team this year, obviously. Yeah. The final four is in Columbus. So they missed out on playing the final four at their home, you know, right in their backyard. Exactly. Uh that just sucks. A- I think it was in the nationwide arena. Is that Yep. I'm not exactly sure where that one is. but
1: It's kind of like the Vikings this past year, you know. The Super Bowl's in Minnesota, and you get wrecked by
0: Philly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I like those stories too. That, that hometown that, you know, they kind of yeah. make a run. Uh, obviously, Ohio State was one of the best in the Big Ten, but, I mean, by the end of the CMU game, what was the final score? 95-78. Mm-hmm. That, that's a blowout. That's a
1: blowout. <laughs> 90,
0: if, Anytime you can put up 95 and College basketball game, you have a good shot of winning. Exactly. I mean, anytime, anytime Ohio State only scores six points in one quarter, too.
1: You got to. I mean, wait a second, Ohio who?
0: Ohio State. They only. Ohio scored, who? Hey, <laughs> they only scored six points in the second quarter. That's unbelievable.
1: That's nice. That's a nice little stat yeah. I keep.
0: Hit <laughs> them. Yeah, the whole Big Ten should just be in awe. Yeah. Of of Central Michigan and what they've done. Yeah. Um, Sue, she came from Michigan. I think they fired her, actually. Probably did. Yep. Yeah, and then she came from Michigan. She's a Saginaw native, so I bet she, you know, she won't say it, but she's feeling pretty good about this.
1: She's feeling pretty, pretty,
0: pretty good, I'd say. Pretty good. Uh, she she helped that Michigan program come up, but she had a few bad seasons. And they ended up uh, hiring somebody else. Yeah. So she came to CMU and look what she's on since. I mean, it's, it's nice. <laughs> it is so nice. Uh, Let's take a look at the bracket a little bit. So Central Michigan, Oregon. Um, the other the other game in Spokane that's gonna be two hours before, it'll probably start around around one there. So be about three thirty four o'clock start four o'clock uh Eastern time. That one's Notre Dame and Texas A and M. Notre Ooh. Dame's a one seed. Ooh. So say Central Michigan beats Oregon, they'll play Notre Dame. And then in the Elite Eight, which is Notre which Dame. would be that Monday. At 9 p.m. Eastern time, if they move on from there, that's when the big one comes.
1: Final four in Columbus. Final
0: four in Columbus. Who are they most likely see
1: in the final four? And
0: they're gonna see UConn. Ooh. Is it really a question? It's gonna be UConn. You,
1: you never, who knows?
0: UConn, the only the only undefeated team in the bracket. One if they only lost like four games in the last like five years or something so, crazy something, like something that. Something insane. Once I think it was like two or three years ago, South Carolina beat them in the final, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Then last year Mississippi stay Yeah. The yeah. Blazers, oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, that Yukon game, I mean, nobody beats Yukon in women's basketball In that first round, let's let's see. In the first round, oh yeah, they went off against first. a 16 seed, Yukon beat St. Francis hundred and forty to 52.:
1: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that
0: is murder.
1: Uh, that That's definitely the difference between a 1 and 16 seed. <laughs> what, what, what's supposed to be the difference?
0: Oh, my goodness. That is unbelievable, though. 140 to 52. I mean, you think they would just kind of let off a little bit or something. It might, they not, might have. We never know. I'm not one for, for like, say the St. Francis coach. I don't think they did this. Well, This is just a made-up scenario. Say the St. Francis coach came out after the game and said, you know, they should have, like, let a— you know they should have stopped scoring. <laughs> I'm not one. I'm not one for coaches to no. to do that. But you know that when it's that bad, it's
1: college, not high school. If you can't stop them, that's a you issue, not a them
0: issue. Exactly. Like there, there's no responsibility on UConn just for being good. But anyway, um, that's kind of the path to the Final Four for mm-hmm. the Chippewas. Um, well, this here's another question I had for you, Mitch. So, Sweet Sixteen. It's never happened before. See, he's never gotten this far, men's or women's, ever. Will it ever happen again? Well, as a Canadian pop
1: artist, I can't stand would say, uh, "Never say never." But especially with <laughs> Guevara at the helm, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I think this women's team has the right mix of upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, both, mm. and you know, of course, good, good freshman group too. I think, especially with Michaela Kelly, I think the stars are learning right from this year. If, Will it happen again? I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Do I hope they will? Yes. Would I put? Would I put all my life savings on it? To be totally <laughs> honest with you, I probably wouldn't. I probably invest in something a little smarter, like uh, Facebook security. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, I hope it does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's one thing we were talking about just on the way home the other day from Columbus. Uh, will this ever happen again? I think this is w- in my opinion, okay. <laughs> by far this is the best starting five Sugar has ever assembled in her entire career. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not one. If you just look strictly starting five, they don't have a weak point. Yeah, they they just don't. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can drive. All the guard. I mean, Michaela Kelly, what a performance her, from her in this postseason. Mm-hmm. She she never really used to shoot threes, and now she's going five for six, five for seven from the 3 point line and is catching everybody off guard, you know. Yeah. The scouting report shows that this girl drives every time. Yeah. And anyway, there there's no there's no weak spot in this starting uh the starting five. And that's the thing they play all the starting five 38 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Unless somebody gets in foul trouble, they're not getting subbed out. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that's that's impressive they're, they're you know, their stamina. Yeah. And they can get we were talking about that a little bit in the press game or in the post game press press conference too. Sukovara said at the end she didn't even need to sub anybody out because they were going to the free throw line so much and they were already up by so much they had their hands on their knees, you know, at the free throw line. That was their break. You know, they didn't they didn't necessarily need to call a timeout and get subbed out. Yeah. Those girls uh, they don't get tired. <laughs> they don't flat out. It's-
1: it's a nod to them and the coaching staff and training staff getting them that good of shape.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, she she quoted uh, UConn's coach Gene. Yeah. Uh, after the game, she said, "Good players, or the the thing that makes uh, good players and great players, you know, the thing that differentiates the two, is that great players don't get tired." So, yeah. uh, you can tell she kind of lives by that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, the game against Ohio State, obviously. It's the best, best win in the team's history. I agree with that probably. Second round in the NCAA tournament, they've never even made it there, playing at Ohio State. Ohio State's Big Ten champion. If not the best, it's probably one of the best. But it, it, is, is this the best CMU sport win in history? Because you you gotta take into account a couple did, different things,
1: yeah, I know you could say back in the late seventies when the football team won their national championship
0: yep yeah, and that was division two national still, championship. but still but still
1: it's national championship nonetheless. the mm-hmm. field hockey pack and also in the seventies also won also a good round of teams there um you know I think in recent history, yeah it probably is mm-hmm. Without will probably probably the best team we've let's had, say the so. last
0: the last fifteen years I'd say so. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that would even compete really I mean you could you could say
1: gymnastics or wrestling could keep up in there but there's it's such an individual aspect too it. it's kind of hard to really put that in there
0: right like that's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to rank I, I remember doing this story last year actually uh, is wrestling an individual mm-hmm. or a team sport it's both because <laughs> it's both somehow yeah. in tournament you're ranked by how far the individuals go. But as a team, you know you're all working as individuals. Yeah, it's it's just really complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, obviously, they play March 24th, Saturday, 6 p.m. Everybody's gonna be watching it. It's all anybody's talking about. They're the only team on campus that people are really talking about. I mean, <laughs> Dave just said this earlier, which really kind of put things in perspective. Football plays every Saturday, or normally every Saturday. Sometimes people don't even watch the football team. Everybody is going to be watching this game yeah. of the women's basketball team on a Saturday. I mean, there's no doubt. Everybody loves this team, and they really got a chance. I mean, they're, they're the 11 seed, but, hey, they just beat number three Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Yep. Uh, and if they're going to do it this year, this is going to be the year. Absolutely. So, did you have anything more to add?
1: <laughs> uh, well, how do you think series going to go?
0: If I had to, if I had to make a prediction, right? We're, we're we're flying out Friday, and then we're gonna get there probably like one o'clock or something. Then we're gonna, you know, be there for the game, of course. My hopeful ah, oh, gee, you kind of put me on the spot. I didn't have a prediction ready. My hopeful outcome is that CMU wins, but it's a much closer game than the Ohio State. <laughs> Then again, Oregon is a little bit closer to Spokane. It could be kind of like... If they shoot well, they'll win easily. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid that in this big stadium, new stadium, Sweet 16, I'm afraid that they could not shoot well. Yeah. <laughs> they had such a great shooting game last time. I mean, you know, it goes around, right? <laughs> so i say if they don't shoot well, they still barely win. If I had to give you a score prediction... It's going to be a high scoring one. Let me say, oh, let me say 85, let me say 85 to 83 CMU. And it comes down to free throws at the end and that's how they seal it. Well, last week
1: it's on the record. I said they beat LSU and they beat Ohio State. I I'm going to keep saying they're right high. I say they're going to beat Oregon. I'm going to say it's a two possession game. Okay. I'm going to say between, center, between four and six points. If they see, I'm not sold on them seeing Notre Dame entirely because Notre Dame's really banged up, even though they're a one seed and A&M actually is not that bad of a team. I feel they could very well get the final four if they stay hot, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's just this team is going to keep carrying on as long as they stay out of foul trouble, as long as they keep shooting. Once one of those two or both those elements kind of start to, you know, start to get them, get to them a little bit, it's. That's probably going to end. It's going to yep. end real quick. But oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm running high on them. You know why not? Why not CMU? Why not the 11C get in the final
0: four? So uh, you said by two possessions. Do you have mm-hmm. a score prediction, or you don't want to guess, or? no? Because two possessions.
1: Right. Because that the, game could go literally 18 different ways from there. <laughs> oh yeah, two possessions, exactly. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Okay, they win by two possessions. What I have 85. 80- Eighty-three, mm-hmm. I think something like that. Anyway, it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to free throws. If I had to give you a, a non-score prediction, uh, and then see if he takes it. But mm-hmm. hey, anyway, that's all we got for this week on Maroon and Bold. Uh, keep an eye on all our coverage this weekend for the uh, Sweet 16 trip. What do we? I think this is gonna be the fifth cover story in a row for I, women's basketball. I believe. I think it's the fifth. If they win, we're gonna make it six, right? And if they win again, we'll make it seven. <laughs> then eight, right. then nine, and what? then
1: ten, maybe, then the tournament's over, so we'll stop at even
0: ten. Yeah, we'll stop then. But hey, <laughs> it's it this is a run that we'll probably never see again. So You never know. Hey, not I don't know, I don't in our four
1: years. You never know. In our four you ne- years you never know though. I'm to be honest with you. You never know what's gonna
0: happen. I'm I'm willing to guarantee we never see a team in the Sweet Sixteen for the next four years.
1: You never know what's going to happen next year for this team. You never know.
0: But do they got the youth, though? I don't know. They're losing player of the year to Nara Moore. Mm-hmm. She's their best player.
1: They still got Preston and Kelly and Reyna. I mean, they still got pieces.
0: Yeah, they got pieces. But hey, I mean, the Pistons got pieces.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but the Pistons are the Pistons, and this is a different team. Yeah, this team yeah. actually plays well together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, catch us online at cm-life.com. Also follow us on Twitter at cm-sports. And uh, we'll see you next time.